Welcome to the Afterwork Drinks Club. I'm your host, Vanessa Sanyauke, and I am back with a special summer edition, Summer Nights. Every week, I'll be sharing insights and advice on things that I've learned during my career and running my business to help you along your journey too. Alongside this, I'll be giving my take on the latest news. So you know the drill. If you want to level up, go make your order at the bar, pull up a seat at the table and join in because as always, you belong here. So let's get started. What am I drinking? I'm drinking a lemon and turmeric tea with Manuka honey. I am really sorry. I am not drinking alcohol during this episode as I'm trying to lose weight for my holiday. So I will be at Afro Nation in Portugal and I left getting in shape, getting my summer body, I left it very late. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to cut out all alcohol um, exercising every day up until I catch my flight. So I'm doing no alcohol. So pray for me. So that's what I'm drinking. So cheers to you. So I thought I would start uh, by giving you a bit of an update since the first season on what I've been up to. So first of all, I just want to say a massive thank you to the After Work Drinks Club community for everybody who has listened to the first series. Thank you so much for your reviews and for making it a huge success. So we managed to debut and enter the Apple iTunes business charts at number four. So that is just thanks to everyone that has supported and shared the podcast and really been with us throughout the first series. So we're coming back with season two this autumn, so stay tuned. What else have I been up to? Well, the podcast, when I was recording the first series of the podcast, I was so blessed to talk to so many inspirational entrepreneurs and professionals. And I feel like the season one inspired me to finally leave my toxic ass job. And that can be another podcast. So I left my job finally, just after actually we debuted. So I think actually before we debuted the first series, I had handed in my notice. And let me tell you, that is the best thing I ever did. So I left my toxic ass job end of September and I decided to focus on my business, Girls Talk London, full time. So when I quit my job, um, I literally left, I think, like the end of September. And literally the next day, I caught a flight out to Dubai. And I went to Dubai to really clear my mind and just reset, get rid of all that negativity and just get focused for dedicating my life, basically, all of my hours and my resource to really scaling and growing my business, Girls of London, full time. For those of you that don't know, I've been side hustler. So I've had a business that was really successful. It was turning over six figures, but I also had a full-time job in an international bank. And I enjoyed for many years side hustling, but I had just gone to too many toxic workplaces. And the last one was the last straw. And I thought, actually, I remember my brother saying to me, like, Vanessa, like you feeling suicidal, you feeling 
so low, it's not worth it. You've got a business. Why don't you just give it a shot? So I just decided that now was the, that, that time was the time. So how has it been? So it's been February, March, April, May, June. So it's been like nine months since I jumped. I have to say, it is not easy running a business full time. It is really hard, but absolutely amazing. Now I have a team of five people working at Girls Talk London. My team are amazing. They're passionate. They work really hard. They're just awesome people. And I'm just so blessed because having a team, a really strong team together, it's helping me now scale. So I've got a team of five. We recently opened a hub in Lagos, Nigeria. So we are now in Africa and actually working in Africa. So I lived in Ghana for two years, back and forth from Ghana and the UK from 2015 to 2017 and it was because my partner at the time uh was living and working in Ghana and I just kind of fell in love again with with Africa so I'm originally from Zimbabwe but I really saw the opportunities that were open in Africa in terms of from a business perspective Africa is booming and there is so much talent and I just love it I love the vibe I love the pace, I love the quality of life. So I've always wanted to work on the continent. And I actually thought I would, that's why I chose my last employer. Basically my last employer was an international bank and they had a major presence in Africa. And my thinking behind getting that job was hopefully one day I could move back to South Africa or even Zimbabwe or even Ghana or Nigeria and work in Africa through that job. But it's so weird how the universe manifests and works because I'm now opening up my own business or a hub or a franchise of my business in Africa. And I'm actually, we actually launched a program with Vodafone Ghana, our Step Up program, which is a talent accelerator program for women who want to get into technology. We actually launched in Ghana in January. So we're in Ghana and now we're going to Lagos. And my business is now international, so we're also going to Berlin. So I'll be in Germany doing a few things there in October. So it's just been amazing. So I'm so glad I'm just out of there and I'm focusing on my, my business. And I just feel like this is my purpose and this is what I'm meant to do. I'm also raising investments. I'm raising my pre-seed round. So I have had no investment in my business whatsoever. I bootstrapped since I started it. So for me to expand at the pace that I want to, I need to raise investment. So I'm raising investment. I recently got accepted onto a program, which is run by HSBC and Albright, which is called HSBC Raw. And what they are doing is they are working with female entrepreneurs in different markets. And it's a program that helps support women to expand their businesses. You get masterclasses and then you get access to their network of angel investors and venture capitalists and they help you know just give you some advice about how to raise money to, to grow and scale so I'm really grateful to be on that program just started a couple of weeks ago and I'm just super excited about that what else I am going to be running again this year the Black Girls Tech Summit which is one of my flagship events through my business it's the world's largest event for black women in tech so we are going to be coming to Berlin, 
London, it's gonna be virtual, so global, and maybe one extra market, which I can't say too much about now. We're also launching the Black Girls in Finance Summit, which is gonna be next March. And we've got some really exciting partners who are on board with us for that. And then I'm also opening the doors to my global virtual membership program called The Climb. So The Climb is a six month virtual program for women anywhere in the world who want to level up in their careers and climb the corporate ladder. So you will have, you will, you will receive monthly coaching from me, monthly masterclasses and access to a global community. And I also will send you bi-weekly resources to help support you in your career development. I launched a pilot last year and it was a success. We had about over, let's say 80% of our cohort got a promotion within the six months of the program. So at the end of the program, they got promotions. If you go on our website, girls.london.com, it will redirect you to the client website and you can see all about the climb and read all about our testimonials. But women have, they've had their lives transformed by the climb. They've got promotions, pay rises, new jobs. So it was really successful. So I'm going to be opening up the doors again. So if you are interested, go on girls.london.com to sign up to our waiting list where you can find out more information. And I'll let you know when doors open. They open in September. Right, so I thought I would give you a rundown on what I've learned from running my business full time. I wanted to share some lessons with you all. So it has been an adjustment. I'm not gonna lie, it's been tough, but good tough. And one of the things that I've developed during running my business is resilience. So if you decide to become an entrepreneur work and work for yourself, you really have to have a mindset shift and that's what I had to do. I'm naturally, and it's so weird how I sometimes come across, but naturally my mindset in my mind, I'm quite pessimistic and I can be quite negative and I can talk down to myself and I have to work extra, extra hard to be positive. And so if you are running your own business, you have to shift your mindset and control those negative thoughts because we're always going to have self-doubt. You're always going to have negative thoughts, but you really have to not let those thoughts take over your mind. So I've had to really develop strong practices to really make sure I have a positive mindset. So every morning I literally go on my YouTube and there are these like motivational videos where you can hear from Steve Harvey, Bishop T.D. Jakes, so many really inspirational people, Eric Thomas, Oprah Winfrey. If you just kind of Google, like search on YouTube motivational vid videos, they had these like sometimes 10 minutes, sometimes hour long videos. And I will literally wake up in the morning and play these positive affirmations, these speeches, motivational speeches that keep me going, that help me start the day. Because what I've realized is I have to make sure that I'm able to motivate my team in the downtimes, in the tough days. They're looking at me as a leader to bring them up. I can't come to work, the virtual workspace, or even in person, bringing negative energy. I've got to make sure that I uplift people. So when you are taking a leadership position, it's really tough because you have to be an example. You bring in the energy into your business. 
So that's what I've really developed. And I realized that every no brings you closer to a yes. That is the one thing I've learned. So I, got, I had to prepare myself for so many no's. So many people saying, no, not right now. But every no, I just kind of think, right, next, next, next. Because I'm trying to get to that yes. I don't care about the no's. I care about the yes. That's what I've learned. So resilience. Another thing I've had to learn is business first. Now, I'm an empath. So if you don't know what that means, it means any energy I take in, any feelings, any one that displays any external feelings. If you're sad, I feel it. I really feel it. And I want to be liked. That's one of my weaknesses. I want to be liked and I'm an empath. I find it can be, I'm an empath sometimes to the negative degree. But this can't roll in business, honey. So I've had to step into CEO mode and put the business needs first and understand that you can't make anything personal. My business needs have to come first. It's not about how somebody may feel, if somebody will like me. I'm thinking about Girls Talk London and what is best for her and how she is going to shine. And that's really been challenging, but it's crucial. The other thing I've learned is that I have to be, actually, no, I am the best salesperson for my business. So as I've said before, I'm bootstrapping. So bootstrapping really essentially is I haven't got investments. So all the income that I make is from my sales. So clients and corporates or women who pay to, to join our program, that's how we gain our income. And when you're starting out to grow your business, you don't. I don't have a sales team. And so I have to do the sales and business development whilst we're bootstrapping and whilst I'm raising investment. And what I've seen is nobody can sell my business as best as me. And I feel that I'm the best salesperson. I'm the best advocate. I'm the founder. I'm the CEO. So what I've had to do, and it is quite challenging time-wise, but I have to dedicate time to this every week. So not only do I have to look after my team, so I have literally an hour catch up every week with my team members. This may seem like quite a lot, but my team are mainly remote. We have um, an office space, and we have spaces in London and also around the world. We have a global membership with WeWork, which is fantastic. So we can come in as a team together and work, but mostly I'd say 80% of the time, Everyone is remote and does their own thing. So I have to make sure, as a CEO, you have to really invest in your team. I never really realized how much, actually, being a CEO, majority, like, if I could say, like, I split my time in three, like, one is on sales, one is on people, and one is on strategy, right? So I spend a good third of my time checking in with my team. And I have to make sure that I'm available. So if my team message me, I answer straight away. Or if they call, I always say, call me anytime. You really, if you want to, because my business is as strong as its people. So if I have a strong team, a motivated team, a team that are nourished and have everything that they need, they're going to help my, take my business forward. So that I didn't realise how much you have to invest in your team. But back to sales, I dedicate time to do this every week. So and every day, every day I'm doing sales. So cold outreach, I utilize LinkedIn. I go to a lot of networking events, really tapping into my network, asking for introductions. And I've had to embrace rejection. It's hard. 
as I mentioned, I'm an empath. So when I get like a rejection, I like, oh, I just feel it in my gut. It's like someone just punched me in my stomach. But as the more rejection I get, the more I'm used to it. And, you know, <clears throat> I always say just feel no, feel no fear and just go for it. Another thing that I've learned is to start small. So there is no need to have a massive team. And I've seen this with some other entrepreneurs, right, that they feel that the bigger their team, the bigger that they seem. That's stupid. Because a successful business, you want to have more profit for your shareholders, right, or your investors. So the more, the more, I would say, the more nifty and the more resourceful your team, the better. There's no need to have a big team just so you can feel grandiose. So I am taking my time on how I structure my, my team. And I only take on full-time staff if I deem the role business critical. And every quarter, I review my team structure and I think, right, what roles are business critical and what roles are important but not critical. So I think as a entrepreneur, you need to sit down and think about business critical. And business critical for me is what role is dependent on getting client outcomes. So when clients pay us our money, what role do I have to have in order to deliver on clients that are paying money? That's business critical. And a business need is something where it's going to help my business obviously flourish and we need we need this resource, but it's not business critical. So you you will be full-time staff if I deem you to be business critical. And so I'm constantly reviewing the value that I get from our, from the team that I have. I have a team, a mixture of full-time staff and also contractors, people who are doing part-time and freelance. So you need to make sure you have the balance and just take your time with hiring. There's no shame. Some people think, oh my God, like five people is small. Some people might think five is quite a lot. But if you only need, think about this. Say if you were turning over five million right, pounds a year and you only need two people. To me, if I was, if, as an investor, if your business is running, it's sufficient, you're not burnt out, that is sick. Because if I'm investing and I take equity, we are laughing to the bank. So think about it as you are being a smart business person. If you can keep your costs, which majority of costs are people, majority of business expenses are people. If you can keep that cost down, you are a very smart business woman, man, non-binary. Okay. Ooh, child. The other thing I have learned. Ooh, I'd sip my tea there. Well-being. I have struggled with well-being. So I had a mini stroke two years ago. Actually, yeah, this time, ooh, coming up to exactly, yeah, it was exactly two years ago. One, from working in a toxic ass environment, but also, yeah, two, I was also having a side hustle as well. And my, sometimes what I tend to do is I just work, 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 work until I just can't work no more. And I think it's because I'm really passionate about what I do and sometimes I just don't necessarily know when to take breaks and I've had to realise that it's so important. So I remember um, I went to Ghana for Christmas. I actually got COVID in Ghana, which was shit. Came back from, from 
Ghana and I had to launch a program and I had to basically I had no staff. I kind of start I just I built my team since January to now to five. So I imagine I've recruited to make sure we're a team of five since January. I've launched like one of our biggest programs. I've moved I've opened up an office in Lagos. I'm raising investment. I've had to do so many different things and it's just been go, 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 go. And I haven't necessarily got that balance right now. I feel like I'm in the group a bit more. So it's really important to look after your well-being. So, you know, you need to make sure that you take regular breaks. You don't always have to work every weekend. So I try my best not to work every weekend. And one of the things that I'm trying to do now is exercise every morning for 30 minutes. I am part of a membership program um my personal trainer she's virtual her name is Christina she's amazing and it's um the membership program that I'm part of um is called bodied by xo underscore online gym if you want to search them on instagram and it's that she has so many different classes every week and some of them are 30 minutes what I do is in the morning on an empty stomach I get up and I work out for 30 minutes pretty much I'm trying to do it every day and that's really helped me in terms of my energy and being help and being healthy. And also I mentioned to you, I'm trying to lose weight. And my friend Laurie actually said this to me. She was, I was like, Laurie, like, okay, I have a belly. Okay. I have a belly. I have had a belly for years and I've been trying to work out, trying to work out. And I'm like, why is she not evaporating? Right. And Laurie was like, Vanessa, yes, it's one, it's alcohol, two, it's, and two, it's diet, but cortisol, like, if you stress, your belly's still going to stay where she is. And that was a light bulb for me. I was like, mm-mm, stress is not going to make me walk around with a belly. No, no, ma'am. So I realised, I could see in my body that actually, like, my belly is getting big because of the stress. So since recently, it's only been a couple of weeks, I have to hold my hands up but my belly has gone down because I've really been working out more and being mindful of my stress and well-being. So that's one thing I've learned. The other thing that I've learned is it's really important to have your circle of trust. And I think the more you elevate in life, the more you excel, your circle is gonna get smaller and one, one of the things that I would advise you is you have to really assess who you have regular communications with, who knows your business, who can you go to and be in, who can be your confidence. And for me, I keep it very small. So in my circle of trust, it's my mum and my brother and maybe like one friend. And I just mostly keep my thoughts and feelings of my family and my mum and my brother in terms of if I'm struggling with my business or if I want to do something, if I have any plans, any kind of big moments, I keep it within with those two. Because when you grow and when you become successful, people will take advantage. You actually need to anticipate that people will move mad. In your business, in your life, they will move mad. Some people will think you've got money when you may not even have money, or the money that they think you have, you don't have, and they only want to benefit from you. They only want to take, yeah, they, they see pound coins. So you need to really monitor access 
and monitor who has your ear, right? And whose ears you have, especially if you are the CEO. You have to be very, 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 very careful about that. So I've had to really kind of close my circle a bit and just keep it small and just keep my movements, you know, what you see on social media, you'll see if I'm doing something, but I'm not telling people too much about what I'm doing. I would also say as well, you're going to have haters. And I've had, listen, do you know what? One of the things I saw this meme where it said, no one looks at your stories more than people who hate your behind. I know who my haters are. I even smile at my haters, key, key, key with my haters. I know who you are. And one thing you have to know, my god sister, Gary Kai, actually said this to me. She was saying to me, she was like, Vanessa, people don't like you. People do not like you. And people haven't liked you for times. And what, what she meant by that was not obviously everyone doesn't like me, but there are people who don't like you and who haven't liked you for time. And you thought they were your friends and they weren't your friends. So I have started to pay attention to people who are displaying, if you display even an inch of salt, even a little fragment of hateration, bye girl. You understand? Bye-bye, okay? So for me, it's all about energy, especially the evil eye, yeah? So if I think that you're a hater, blockity block, yeah, hiding stuff from you, and I might even remove you from certain platforms, and I'm not gonna, engage with you or talk to you. So I think it's important to try and minimize the kind of haters that you have in your life and just be aware, keep your energy positive, right? That is what I have learned so far in terms of starting my business. And I really hope me sharing my lessons is gonna just give you some insight, might inspire you. If you're at the beginning of your own entrepreneurship journey, I know Beyonce released her new song, Break My Soul. So, you know, I wish that was me. 2021 September that was me break my soul I got out of that I quit my job I would say don't just quit your job without a backup plan but if you are having a renaissance move a moment and you're thinking about quitting your job or you have quit your job and you're focusing on your business full-time hit me up hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at Vanessa Sanyake DM me I'd love to hear about your experiences so you can DM me on Instagram or Twitter or on the after work drinks club Instagram as well. DM me and let me know. Let me know how you're going. And I can maybe sort of share some of your insights too on the, in the series. This is now the section where I'm going to give you some of my recommendations. Okay, so these are some of the things that I have been loving on TV. It might be music, it might be books that I really want you all to check out. Now, I have been loving some TV series. So one of, I would say the best TV series I saw this year has to be Mood on BBC iPlayer. Mood was written and she stars in it by Nicole Leckie. She's a British writer and it's about this singer. She lives in South London and basically she's a bit of a waste girl. She wants to be a singer but she ain't got no job. Her mum kicks her out of her house. And then she ends up on this dark social media kind of fake life path. And Nicole just has amazing writing, amazing cast. And the songs are so sick. 
And it was, for me, it was so relatable. I just felt like the writing was great and just being from London, I could just really relate to it. And it was just absolutely phenomenal. She's definitely one to watch. Also on Netflix, I binged Savage Beauty and Blood Sisters. These are shows. One is Nigerian and then the other is South African. Pure Fire. Led by females and African talent. So check them out on Netflix. It's amazing. So Savage Beauty, I won't spoil it too much, but it's about this woman that wins this beauty campaign but she's kind of infiltrating this really rich, influential family in South Africa. Blood Sisters is about these two best friends. Now, <laughs> I, I know none of my friends would do this for me. No shade to you all, but you are not going on the run for me. That is all I will tell you about this Blood Sisters, because I don't want to spoil it. But it's amazing. It's about friendship. It's about family. It's about so many different things as well. So please do check those out. I love to read. I just, I'm just a big avid reader. I'm so passionate about reading. So I would recommend this book. It's, it was a bit too much for me. I actually had to kind of like stop towards the end because I was like, no, it kind of, it's a, there's a trigger warning. So I stopped at the end because it's called The, the Sex Lives of African Women. It's by Nana Dakua Sekiyama. And it's about the sex lives of African women from so many different places, some from the diaspora and some who are on the continent. And it's women who are talking about them being from the LGBTQ plus community. Some people are into polyamory. Very, very interesting concepts. But I think towards the end, trigger warning now, it's about, it, it starts to look at things like rape and sexual abuse and just for me, I had to just, um, I, I got the audio book and I had to stop towards the end. But I would say the first kind of 80% of the book, it is just, I was just gasping and like, what? So shocked by some of the stories. So do check out that book. Right, so every episode, I will be answering your career and business dilemmas. So if you would like me to give you some advice, DM me either on Instagram on at Vanessa Sanyake or at After Work Drinks Club and I may answer your dilemma in this series. So I put a call out on social media and I received this dilemma, which I'm going to answer on this show. I'm going to keep it anonymous for now. So I was asked... How do I get back into corporate life after 10 years of being freelance? So thank you so much for sending me your question. And I'm going to answer it. I can really relate to this because, as I mentioned to you before, I had been working in corporate and then I left to focus on my business. So I can totally relate to what that's like. And I also have done the reverse, actually. I was freelance working working on my business full-time, actually, when I was living back and forth between Ghana. And when my relationship ended, I moved back to the UK and I ended up going from freelance back into corporate. So I know exactly how you can get back into corporate. So I'm going to give you a couple of things that you can do. So 
the first thing you should do is you need to sort out your CV and LinkedIn profile. This is really important. So put all of your experience that you've done or you've got from freelancing, make sure your CV is up to date, it's current, it really stands out, it's no more than two pages. Make sure you really also sell your skills and experience and what you will bring. And also have a look at your LinkedIn and update your LinkedIn. On LinkedIn, you can actually put a tag now, a green banner to say open to work so that people can contact you if you're looking, if they're looking for, you know, for new hires. You can also get jobs alerts on LinkedIn. So get your job alerts set up so that you can be alerted to roles and start applying. I would also start networking in your industry and building up your human capital. So start getting out there and meeting new people and letting people know, look, I'm looking to get back into the industry. Let me know because your network is really key in terms of letting you know who's hiring and who's looking for your expertise. So don't underestimate the power of networking. I'd also say that recruiters are the best, best, best people for freelancers who are trying to get back into corporate because they can advocate for you and say, look, this person's been freelancing for a number of years, so 10 years, but this is what they bring. They're like your salesperson. So really start tapping up recruiters in your sector, start sending them your CVs, start hitting them up on LinkedIn and saying, look, I've been freelancing for 10 years, but I've got you know 10 years of experience. So start actually speaking highly of yourself, you've got 10 years of experience. That is fantastic. So your recruiter can really start selling you to companies as well. Start looking at that as a positive. And I'll also say this as a caveat, you have to be prepared for the adjustments, okay? It will be different. Working in corporate is going to be different, especially if you've been working in corporate for 10 years. You have to really make sure that when you're in the interview process that you really double down and drill down on their inclusive practices and their culture. Because let me tell you, there are a lot of negative people in the workplace. So you have to make sure that you take your time and pay attention to any red flags during the interview process. The last three workplaces that I went to that were toxic, there were red flags from the beginning. But I came from a place of partly desperation, I'm gonna be real, and that's not a good sign, but the signs were there, the red flags were there. So you will see the red flags. So don't, don't see anything wrong with taking your time and turning down offers because this is your life. This is gonna be a really big adjustment. So take your time and make sure that you get things right, especially with who is gonna be your line manager. Before you even accept a role, you need to have an informal catch up with the person who might be your line manager. Meet them in person for an informal coffee. And also go on LinkedIn or ask the hiring team if you can have a coffee with whoever is that is going to be your line manager's other direct reports to find out what they're like because it's so important. So really do your own reference checks. It's funny how employers do their own reference checks on us. We need to start doing our own reference checks on them before we start accepting roles. 
So I hope that's helped you. And I really hope you have enjoyed this episode. I'm so excited to be back. I've missed podcasting. And thank you for joining me for the After Work Drinks Club Summer Nights. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and for joining me for After Work Drinks. If you learned anything from this episode, please do share with someone you think would benefit. Don't forget to leave me a comment with what you learned along with a five-star review. It really helps other people like yourself find the show. Follow us on Instagram on at After Work Drinks Club. A special thank you goes to Pure Creation Media for producing this episode.